Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex and Justin. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. And that's our man of the Boot Boot Bad Prime. Boot Mad Prime. All the way in the back. And you might notice our third host, Pete, is not here Pete today. Pete is not here. I'm occupying his portion of the stage. So that means I got to face that feel? this How way. That feel? It feels weird because Pete um, is always looking in the wrong direction. Oh, sure. Just his, face the back of the stage. His energy is here. There's a ghost here. Ooh. Yeah, it's like sort of uh, intense, but like not willing to take his uh-huh. belt off. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I just think, I, I think we could talk between us. Uh, Pete should take Our it. secret. Let's yeah, turn the secret. mics off. Pete should take his belt off. Right? Yeah, come on. We've talked about it. This yeah. is something that no one knows what we're talking about. <laughs> right, because uh, this is a new show. And it's true. The, yes. uh, we, well, we <laughs> should mention Pete is off uh, hunting his Thanksgiving dinner. That's yes. what he does every year. He is never here before Thanksgiving. He is yeah. in the middle of uh, the suburbs um, trying to hunt a meatball Subway <laughs> sub. Yeah. The um, traditional The traditional Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving deal. Because yeah. that's how you get a garbage play, is you explode a Subway, sub, <laughs> uh, Subway meatball sub, right. and it becomes garbage. Yeah. Yes, and that's how babies are made. Uh, yes, um, it is sad to not have him here. I'd like to give thanks to Pete, as always. Oh. Every Thanksgiving, I yes. offer a silent thank you uh, to Pete. Right, me too. And I'm sure he's doing the same thing. Don't don't yeah. bite on my thanks. Oh, no, no me too. No. I'm you all, do your own thing. I'm also doing that. Maybe there's another host you'd like to thank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll look around. We'll see what happens over the okay. course of the show. I'm very excited about the guest that we have on the show. He is the creator of the new comic book and, let's just say, transmedia experience. Yes, I'm going to throw that out there. Wow, right good. The okay, the very futuristic. Uh, Takashi the Wanderer. Ladies and gentlemen, Victor Rojas. Yeah. Come on out. Hello. Please, Please come ha- sit down. Oh my goodness! Oh, look at this. Very Love cool. It. Is this the transmedia experience T-shirt? <laughs> yes. You're t- it's Sorry, a comic book and also a T-shirt. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, this is very nice. Wow, and uh, uh, this I've, is awesome. A T-shirt that gives you instructions on it yes. too. This is very good. It tells you. Wait, what are the instructions? Of, it says, "Don't dry clean." I'm like, "Don't uh, worry do about not it." Dry clean. <laughs> I thought There's it was very like, little chance of me dry cleaning this T-shirt. Yeah, uh, I thought the instructions were like, "Put overhead." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Artists notice two here. armholes. <laughs> uh, uh, Victor, so excited to have you here. You, uh, are, as we mentioned, are the creator of Takashi the Wanderer, which is a uh, new comic book that's yes. coming out that you have created and right. built up yourself. But you didn't start in comics. No. Uh, you started in boxing. I do. I, I did. And as I am did still we, a boxer. As did we. We, yes, all, yes, know, we all know the suit I thought science. you guys were MMA guys, though. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're way MMA. extreme. You look we're, at a jiu-jitsu guy. Muay Thai. Yeah, Muay Thai. I know <laughs> what that is. So generous. Uh, <laughs> Muay Thai. Uh, well, uh, so how did you get into boxing, Well, first of all? I've been involved in martial arts and boxing since I was about 12. Uh, and um, I started in Jeet Kune Do, which is Bruce Lee's martial art. And Jeet Kune Do is an eclectic uh, fighting style. It's almost like a precursor to modern MMA. Mm. Uh, so there's boxing, kickboxing, uh, Wing Chun Kung Fu. And I was naturally, I, I don't want to say gifted, I don't want to sound conceited, but I was good at the boxing part of it. You can sound conceited about I this because we um, are way out of our depth. Yes. <laughs> we're journalists, obviously, sure. so we're always sure. liars, uh, liars. We're always lightly I could see those knuckles. Look at that. That's yeah. You, can't fool well, you really picked the right host to be a real <laughs> bruiser. So these are my knuckles. Yes. Very tall. Look, look how big. Yeah. Careful! Huge. Don't shake his hand. You will break all yeah. of his bones. Oh, wow. uh, big hands too. Big hands. Big hands. Okay. You know Again, don't hands. flatter him too hard. <laughs> I love the show. <laughs> so I started in JKD for a couple of years, and then I made my way into a boxing gym, and you know I did that until college, and I had to kind of pick and choose uh, at that point whether I want to continue or take art seriously. So I did, you know, I went to school, left school, and, you know, as life happens, well, I was expecting a kid. Not me, but my son's mother. Yeah, that makes sense. And, um... This is checking out so, that tracks. I know. So very transmedia on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the original so, transmedia the original is one. having a child. So what happened was I had to kind of trade off, like, my boxing prime to really raise my son. So I decided to take my knowledge and become a coach. And I actually have one of my fighters here, Greg. Uh, nice. yeah. And Manny. Nice. Oh, snap, Manny. Wow, okay. there's like five people raising their hands. Is this a boxing match? Are you <laughs> a boxing match? I mean, it's close right Are there. we in trouble? Alex is going to fight one yeah, of your... One no. one. <laughs> I'm going to fight you with everybody I heard, I heard you guys were talking crap about boxing. That's what they told me before. We never, oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Tru- truly would never nah, do that. Yes, we're kidding. Maybe the 1980s Mike Tyson's punch out was a little <laughs> too, hard, too hard to play. Like I was even like, this is too hard for me. Um, do you so have a star punch in real life? Can you like really wind up? Only yeah, I know what I'm talking yeah, about. Well, Just, okay, great. I think no, that's I, more I, Greg. I you, Greg is a converted uh, southpaw. I turned uh, him into an Orthodox. Uh, okay. Ooh, not yeah. Orthodox Jew, but Orthodox <laughs> stance. <laughs> orthodox now, South were you, while you were boxing, while you were doing this, were you always a comic book fan, or was this a relatively yes, new thing? Yes, yes. They yeah. both came about at the same time. Like, um, I actually remember being at the, at the comic shop uh, right after um, a training session. It must have been like 12, 13, and the first issue that really grabbed me was the Secret Wars. Now I'm giving away my age. It's, it's the one with uh, Dr. Doom. 
that, yeah. uh, with the armor, and you could see right through his his armor, and there was blood. And I'm, I was like, for a half an hour, just looking at it, I was like, wow, so wow. cool. So that got me hooked. And what really put it over the top was, um, I think issue again. You guys can Google it. I think it's three twenty one. Amazing Spider Man, Tom McFarlane's Hydro Hydro Man, ah. and that one uh, art wise got me. I was like, holy, like, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, people are drawing like this. So, <laughs> so that got me hooked. And, you know, I'm a, although I'm a boxer, a fighter, and a coach, definitely a comic nerd. I mean, I've, I've been going to conventions since, like, 1989. Wow. So, yeah. That was the very beginning of that. The very beginning over Hotel Pennsylvania. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They I, haven't cleaned it since then. Hotel <laughs> <laughs> Pennsylvania. I used to work I'm, on a show in the studio there, and whew, that place is... Gross. Not Still? great. Yeah. Not a good place yeah. for doing work or living. <laughs> but perfect for a uh, late 80s comic book convention. Very yes. perfect. So I'm, I'm an OG when it comes to the comic book world, too. Um, but like I said, you know, I had to kind of make that transition, that choice. So I chose to kind of give away my prime to really work on making money for my son. And, you know, now he's going to be 16 in a couple of weeks. Um, so now I'm prepared to get into what I really wanted to do. And not to mention, I had a couple of injuries along the way that kind of tell you, hey, you know, it's either yeah. you choose, you know, this had an eye injury, a hand injury. So it kind of tells you, you know, you keep going, maybe you won't be able to draw. Right, exactly. You know, we have the same thing in the podcasting game. Right? Yeah, yeah the exactly. podcasting game. I figured. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when did you decide then to make the transition from comic fan to comic creator? Well, uh, that's a good question. Um, after my, my last fight, which coincided with my last coaching fight. Uh, actually, Greg will fight soon. I so call you, him the white-collar assassin. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> the white-collar assassin. Wait, to me. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so those two things kind of coincided. Uh, I was uh, age-wise no longer eligible to fight. Mm-hmm. And... Um, one of my fighters also, we were about the same age. And, she, you know, we made it to the finals, which was, uh, oh, wow. it was a great feat for her because she got to me uh, at 214 pounds. She's about five foot two. And she weighed in at 129 point something. Mm. So uh, 214 to that. Wow. A lot of hard work. And, you know, she was like, we made like the final four. So in that weight category, she was... Uh, you know, I guess third in all of New York City. Wow. So, I mean, but right after that, I was like, you know, I had to make a choice. I was like, you know, I exhausted this. I'm too old to continue competing. So then I was like, you know what? Let me get back into the comic game. And um, so that's when I came up with the Takashi the Wanderer uh, concept. And, um, you know, I drew that the comic three times over. So the first wow. iteration was around that time. Then uh, I did a second one as I started getting better, and that's when I started going to different professionals. Like I went to, I talked to Brian Stella Freeze, uh, oh, yeah. Sean Gordon Murphy, uh, Sean Crystal, all these guys to kind of get advice. Uh, you know, my background as an artist is illustration, but I always wanted to do that. Yeah. You know, always. Like in school, what they try to do is kind of move you into this category. Yeah, when you say illustration, could you tell us exactly what that means? Uh, uh, illustration major, SVA. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so what they do is, uh, you know, I came in with that. Like my portfolio was pen and ink. 
mm-hmm. in high school. So well, you know, they, they so they took it out of me, and um, and I, I let them. And you know, there was you know, <laughs> I let, you know, I, I did. And boxing was part of my life too. And you know, being nineteen, twenty, you know, you're thinking about other things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm life familiar had, with it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I can't even remember when I was thinking about boxing. As, yeah, a professional. Right now, right? as a professional, only now yeah. I'm like, how old am I? Could yeah. I get back in the game? <laughs> you didn't say my hands were big, and I do have knuckles. I'm you pretty do sure. have. You know what? I'm noticing you have girthy hands. Girthy, girthy. girthy. I'll tell you what. You know how to compliment a couple of podcasters here. I'll tell you what. These are these are mic gripping hands. The eyes of the expert. Here yes, no, I love it. I'm going to take that home and literally tell most everyone I know about this from now, from here on out. So, uh, Takashi, uh, one of the things I think that's great about it, it seems to be bringing together a lot of your different interests. For those, it seems like you have a fair fan base here in the audience. Uh, but for those who don't know, what is the concept of the book? So, Takashi is. Um, about a boxer, obviously his hand wraps. Um, yep. And he, he was raised by monks and trained by monks. It takes place in post-apocalyptic New York. Um, a New York that's overrun by warlords. Very Mad Max-ish. Mm. Um, so we're pretty close to that. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of days. Okay. Next year. A couple of weeks. Next year. Okay. I'm going to stick by you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's pretty much like a Mad Max kind of world, very inspired by kung fu movies, Kill Bill type of stuff. Um, you know, I was told <clears throat> before I started that project uh, to kind of do a book about something that I know. You yeah. Know, I have another book that I want to work on after this, more complicated, requires more research, but this I know. So, uh, the art uh, on the the t-shirts you just gave us are, it's amazing. It Thank reminds you, me of like uh, like a Ninja Gaiden poster from back uh, back oh, in the yeah. 90s. Yeah, I love Ninja about? Gaiden. Great. It's yeah. so nice. Uh, and I did mention that it's a trans media experience. That's probably a ridiculous way of putting it, but part of that is uh, there's a song about it as well yes. that we played a little bit a of little bit as of you're it. renting. How did that come about? Well, my girlfriend, she is uh, she has a band called Silent Fury. And um, so while I was working on the Indiegogo project, uh, you know, I had a, a trailer. And then, you know, it's, it's very kind of I Love Lucy, Ricky Ricardo, because, uh, you know, she wants to be part of the show <laughs> for everything. Yeah, this all sounds very wants to, I Love She's Lucy more of a star than me. Yeah. Um, so uh, she was like, well, can I, can we do a song? And I'm like, all right, just, you know. Do the song. If it's okay, I'll put it in. And it actually Lucy. was really good. Yeah. Don't do that to me. <laughs> so it actually was, they did a really good job. The band, you know, and they're getting better. And uh, yeah, so that's, and that's the character Silent Fury, which I created also. I actually named the band. Wow. Ooh. Yes. Nice. Uh, and they have an album that they're doing based on yes, this, Yes, they're working. They have, they've produced uh, one track, and I think they're going to try to, you know, in a couple of years, one year or two years? One year? 2020. 2020. Oh, that's right, 2020. next year. So Very close. Yeah. Seven. That could be a, that's like a month away, honestly. Yeah, you've got to get in the studio. Yeah, you got to get out. Oh, right now, you're recording this right now. You know what? Just studio. use this. This is like this an is hour good. of material. It's fine. Yeah, just lay, <laughs> some, lay some music under this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just auto-tune us. <laughs> 
so what is the plan? So you got the album. When? Yes. What's the deal with the comic? When is it coming out? When is it hitting? How can people pick it up? Um, you guys can go to Indiegogo. Uh, it is Takashi the Wanderer, Takashi versus Everyone. We have, I think, like a few more days left. So you know, go out, get yourself an issue. I also have uh, gloves that I printed out, hand wraps, uh, posters, stickers, the whole nine yards. Wow. And what was your experience like on that? I know it's early going, but given that you have a second idea, are you feeling jazzed up to go ahead and do that? Are you concentrating on this now? Where are you at? Well, I want to do a second issue. Uh, for the second issue, I'm probably going to try to go to a smaller publisher. Um, just because, you know, I learned a lot from this launch. Um, you know, it wasn't everything. You know, they, before you do a crowdfunding campaign, and this is for anybody who wants to do a project on Indiegogo or Kickstarter, really, and they say this, but I just didn't listen because I don't listen. <laughs> Audience development before. I do have people, and that's why, you know, I do have some backers, but you really I need at least a year. Oh, wow. Yeah, I need a year before. Just work on that. And, you know, I've had uh, the second iteration of Takashi. Um, actually, we were talking to, like, Heavy Metal and uh, Lion Forge. Um, oh, yeah. he- heavy Metal we talked to for a whole year. Yeah, I mean, that feels, like, in line with the, the vibe yeah, over there. Much, yeah. I agree. And, and they, they, they had, like, this single issue. Not the anthology thing that, that comes out every few months. They had a single issue uh, thing that I think no longer is. They don't do it anymore. But we were supposed to be on that. Yeah. And Grant Morrison actually, you know, he liked it. And But like I said, that was the second iteration. He gave me some tips. Him and Brian Stellafries really helped me out, uh, especially Brian. I went down to the Baltimore Comic Con, and he sat me down for an hour and a half. Uh, and wow. he just, yeah, he just broke down storytelling. He was like, listen, you, got, you have professional skills. But he was like, uh, and again, I am not bragging. So he just said, yeah. you know, you can get to like an elite level if you just work on the storytelling. And he sat me down and he was like, panel by panel. He gave me one of his books and he said, this, this, that, that. I took notes. And then the third iteration, this one. So feels good. Now, uh, those are like such great comic book creators. How did you connect with them? I feel like that's something that a lot of people who want to break into comics are like, I see you got to work really hard and you have to like really dedicate yourself to it. Yeah. But I don't know how to make that connection to people who I can just get my art or writing in front of. Uh, yeah. So what you do, like uh, you guys remember Deviant Art? Mm-hmm. Deviant Art. Uh, so now it's like a. Nobody's on it. But a couple of years ago, it was still the, the place to put your stuff. So I just went to Sean Gordon Murphy, sent him a message. Sean Crystal sent him a message. Aaron Cruder sent him a message. Somebody said, go to Baltimore Comic Con, because New York Comic Con's a little too media. It's too crazy, yeah. It's too crazy. So I went down there. So, you know, I did some legwork. I also talked to Aaron Cruder in person down there, too. Oh, that's great. Great artist. Great artist. Great guy. Um, so, you know, but I, I have had bad experiences, too. It wasn't just, you know, but most yeah. of them are nice. I mean. Ooh, who's the bad experience? Don't answer. Don't answer. Don't listen don't to this. Tell us. This, this is how he, this this is how is he draws you in with his big hand. And now it's hands. time for Goss Corner with Knuckles. I mean, I, I was told, <laughs> I was told Girth is better than. That's what I'm talking right? about. That's what I'm talking I'm about. Right? You can keep your Knuckles. That's what being life. We got to move on. Old Knuckles Alvin and Girth Tyler. Uh, party on, Girth. <laughs> <laughs> they said. 
That's what people say. (laughs) Uh, This is great. Check it out on Indiegogo right now. uh, And definitely look for the album coming next year. And we're going to move on with our next section, which we like to call The Stack. Yeah, we do. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. In The Stack, we talk about a couple of books that came out in the past week. First one to talk about, this is part of the X-Men line, Marauders, number two from Marvel Comics. I'm going to pass this over your way if you want to take a look. Now... X-Men is wild right now. There's so many different things going on. Uh, All of the mutants live on an island together, uh, survivor style. Mm, Indeed. Yes. Uh, (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Uh, The concept of this book is while everybody is on this island, some mutants are trapped outside the island. Things need to be snuck on the islands. uh, And Kitty Pride Mm -hmm. is leading a group of mutants to go and do this. Pirates. Uh, Pirates. Pirate pirate mutants. Um, what do you think about the second issue? I mean, like you're saying, everything is super wild in the X-Men universe. And this is one of the sort of woolier titles where you're like, oh, what is this about? Because uh, it also is like, oh, they're sort of doing their own thing. But they keep coming back to the island to be like, I'm actually in charge of this thing. And uh, you need to do uh, what I'm saying. So it it is. And they're dealing with the death. Uh, it's a slight spoiler that Professor X was killed in another in X-Force number one. So they come back and like, hey. Great news, pirates. Professor X is dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been shocked how tight the continuity is on these books down to like, there's multiple ones coming out every week now, and they're all picking up and playing off of each other, which if you're reading everything in real time is awesome. If you're reading it out of order or just one series at a time. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I think uh, Jonathan Hickman and the rest of the writers have done a great job of Establishing things that were like, oh, that must be meaningful. They created this mystery: who's going to be the Red King? Uh, Queen. Uh, I know it was who originally it was who's going to be the Red King. Oh, okay. And yeah. in the end of this issue, Kitty Pride is like, "I'm the Red Queen, bitch," and it's like very cool line. I didn't know what that was like a month ago, <laughs> and now I'm like, "Whoa, yeah. we got a Red Queen over here." What do you think about Jerry Dugan's take on Kitty Pride? I think it's. I like her. She's got a little. Uh, she's not the innocent Kitty Pride of the past. She's right. like uh, edgy. Yeah, she drinks now. She's got like tape on her nose. Tape on her nose. Why They're do you put boxing. the tape on your nose? Uh, it's a boxing thing. Why would you? Yeah. Why? Why would you put tape on your nose? Well, um, for cuts. Mm. But you, you wouldn't do it during a fight, though. Oh. Yeah, it would be post fight. Post fight. Yeah, post fight. Okay. All right. Maybe it's just a, you're saving it for. Like you're gonna hang up a picture later. <laughs> you say that's where you put all your tape. <laughs> to remind yourself. Yeah, this is uh, nature's tape dispenser. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> that's what they nature's call it. memory box. The nose. <laughs> um, cool. Let's move on. <laughs> is there something else? No, nope, I'm good. Yeah, you're good. I'm to go. the Red Queen, bitch. <laughs> Justice League number thirty-six from DC Comics. Now, did you want to talk about these as a bunch? Yeah, as a, a bunch, a yeah. bunch of two. Also, Avengers number 26. Uh, I'll pass that over to you as well if you want to check out both yeah, of them. Yeah, don't pass it to me. I'll just shred them in my girthy hands. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to mess them up without Pete being here. Of course so manly. Not. Very manly. Crunch, I know. That's Thank why you. we call you the shredder. Yeah, they- the shredder. <laughs> uh, girthy shredder. Girthy shredder. That's what they say. In your face, regular shredder. Uh, <laughs> So these two comics, uh, the sort of flagship superhero teams of the Marvel and DC universe, um, I I think it's interesting that they are in wildly different places and going in wildly different directions. It's something to talk about. Um, The Avengers, uh, this is flashing back to like a million years ago, uh, dealing with um, uh, sort of these 
er Avengers, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, they're supposed to be the first Avengers from far, far back in time. So there's a Ghost Rider, but Ghost Rider rides a woolly mammoth. Very cool. The, Very that was the original motorcycle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Eventually, wow. the woolly mammoths became smaller and smaller until they evolved. And they grew wheels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why all elephants have wheels. Uh, Little known fact. That never occurred to me. Yep, they're scared of mice. Uh, but to your point, this is a very small, relatively speaking, or focused story uh, focusing on the first star brand and how they yeah. developed, which is something that's going to affect things going down the line in Avengers. They're going to play it out more. Um, but versus what's going on in Justice Well, and League, so I think to encapsulate that, yeah. it feels like these very simple storylines. He just finished up a Ghost Rider race. It uh, feels like sort of like, oh, we're just wandering through these um, fun little corners of the Avengers universe. Yeah. Meanwhile, over in Justice League. Yeah. Just explain this real simply. Super, no problem. So um, what happened is, uh, fuck, I don't know if I can do this one. Um, <laughs> uh, Lex Luthor um, met this woman named Perpetua uh-huh. who operates outside of the multiverse. She um, created the multiverse <laughs> from the dark multiverse. She's been in prison and she had three avatars yeah. who were three sons. They were the monitor, the Andy monitor, and a third one that I don't remember the name of. But yeah, that's big fine. old elf guy. Big old elf guy. But they're all sort of big elves, and, uh, but they're smaller than Perpetua who is very right. tall and also thin and has weird well, hair. They get larger. Uh, they get wow. larger as they go on. Uh, so Lex Luthor got super powered up by her. He's wearing Martian Manhunter for some reason as sort of a suit, and that's uh, odd because he's alive or dead. I don't know. He's just a fun no, suit in there. Sure. Um, he has uh, empowered all the villains of the uh, DC Universe to have extra powers, but we haven't really seen that play out except for randomly across the line in different ways. He's um, attacked the Justice League. There's the Nth Metal is out there from the Dark Multiverse, but it's affecting people in different ways. Uh, Hawkgirl has the power oh, to destroy the Starman yet? I didn't touch Starman. Starman, one of my favorite characters of all time. <laughs> the different generations are coming together. There's the original Starman, the Jack Knight Starman we haven't seen yet. Where the fuck is he? There's a Starman from <laughs> one million in the future, and he's here for some reason. We're not seeing Jack Knight. What, right. This is a little bit more editorial version of this. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you it. mention uh, the uh, son of Hawkgirl and Martian Manhunter? Uh, in an alternate universe, uh, uh, Hawkgirl and Martian Manhunter got together and they had a son. He came back with them, but Martian Manhunter and Hawkgirl don't have a son in this universe. So they're like, well, we have this weird son, but he's from a different universe. Do we have to raise him? I don't know. But the Martian Manhunter is like, I'm about to become a suit, so what am I doing with this kid? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and that Worth is shredder. the first ten percent of <laughs> the story. Not even, that's not even the story. That's part of the story. <laughs> Amazing. This this comic is so wildly complicated, dealing with like a million different aspects of the DC universe coming together uh, at the same time, and they're just. It's almost impenetrable in a way. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in a negative way because I actually really like both of these books, but it's just interesting to me that they're in two completely opposite Wildly places. different directions. Yeah. Because something that we've talked about on and off on this show is it always feels like these two titles should be leading the line, right? Yeah. Like they should be the front of the game. Uh, Avengers... Very much not doing that. No. Like, Avengers don't feel important to what's going on in the Marvel Universe They are deep in the all. background. It's almost like the fun fuck-around book. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Justice League, I would say it's the front of the line, and it kind of is, but this is a point that you've been bringing up a lot on our Stack podcast in particular. So much is going on in DC right now. It's like they're running three events simultaneously. Yeah. There's but Deceased. Is, there's uh, the Year of the Villain. There's, there's the, Infected. There's Infected, uh, which is the Batman Who Laughs thing. Yeah. There's Tales from the Dark Multiverse, which is like dark uh, takes, uh, like Black Mirror episodes about uh, DC yeah. heroes. But that said, this does feel like it's leading things in a certain way, even though there are so many things going on. And I think what they're doing here, Scott Snyder and Francis Manipool and the rest of the team is they're creating something mythic and epic. It feels like 
very Jack Kirby level, we are setting the new myths for the DC Universe type storytelling. Yeah, and which do you prefer? Because I think the path uh, to simplify it, comic fans go back and forth being continuity obsessed, continuity heavy, or like fun storytelling in the comic book world. I... I think I respect Justice League right now, but I don't 100% enjoy reading it. Mm. And I enjoy but, reading Avengers, but I don't respect it at all. <laughs> wow. Not, not cool. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I think uh, my, my problem is that like I Justice League is not at the top of my stack right now. It's not like, oh, man, can't wait to read the next Justice League because it feels like homework. It's like vegetables. Yes. And uh, and Avengers is like a Tootsie Roll, where it's like, oh, that was nice, but now that's done. Wow. Uh, you need to eat better. <laughs> Vegetables <laughs> and Tootsie Rolls, man. <laughs> Got to make a nice salad. Uh, I mean, I, th- I, I think these are two extremes, and I like uh, switching back and forth between the two. I like a complicated, deeply intense, continuity-based story, and then something fun, like when the X-Men would play baseball in between uh, different uh, huge events. Lots of different comics, man. Wow. In the world. We could just end every section with, (laughs) hey, a lot of different comics out there. Bam. Uh, Cool. Check those out. That's it for the stack. Yeah, yeah. We're going to move to our next section, which is my favorite section, because you all make it up. It's your audience questions. Nice. And all you have to do is ask a question either for our amazing guest or all of us if you really want to, and you're going to get some free comics courtesy of Justin. These are very good comics. One of them is If Keanu Were Your Boyfriend, The Man, The Myth, The Woe. So if anyone particularly wants this, uh, we'll chime up about it. Yeah, if you're just a real let us know. Keanu head. Uh, what is your name? What's your question? My name is Kevin, and my question is about the intersection of sports and comics. Uh, it could be boxing, in particular, you know, any sport. Uh, what are some of your favorite uh, sport-centric comics? Mm. Now, when you say intersection, you mean them intersecting their fist with our faces, right? Yeah. When, when sports bullied comics. <laughs> yes. Well, what are your f- favorite sports comics, to Kevin's actual question? Um, I mean, there aren't, uh, I would say, a ton of them. I mean, as I said, the X-Men play baseball, or they used to every now and again. Bas- yeah, basketball, too. Uh, basketball, yes. I, in fact, it's funny you say that. That I feel like back in like Chris Claremont's, maybe yes. he just didn't love baseball as much, but I feel like he always had like Jubilee playing basketball, basketball. and everybody playing basketball, uh, which I thought was... Or maybe he was like, basketball's cool now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, who knows? Um, I mean, NFL Super Pro is a uh, uh, <laughs> classic, classic uh, Marvel superhero, right? Cool, great. That's just yep. the reaction um, both the NFL and Marvel want. Victor, do you have any? Do you have any uh, uh, sports comics that you ever like checking out? Actually, you know, this is an interesting story. Um, so, like I said, uh, you know, Takashi Wonder three iterations. I drew it three times. So, uh, my girlfriend. Erica Lucy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So what happened was that she, for years she was telling me, you know, my, my great uncle was a um, famous comic book artist. So when I finished the third version, she, um, we looked him up, and actually he created Joe Paluca. Oh. He's like the art. He's Ham Fisher. Yeah. So I didn't know I was creating a comic book. That's, boxing. that's crazy. That's yeah. Um, I, I think, I mean, on the boxing tip, I think um, battling Jack Murdoch, uh, Matt Murdoch's yeah. father, I feel like yes. as far as like uh, just a resonant sports uh, moment in a comic book and a comic book character that everyone like really 
follows. Um, that was just such a great uh, sort of Daredevil's origin. His father um, not wanting to throw his throw the fight after just he's trying to earn money for his son, and he doesn't throw the fight. He knocks the dude out, and then he's killed. And man, what a just a great uh, story. There was. The Boom Studios book that's been running for a while, I don't know if it's done yet, but I think it was called Fence. That was about fencing. Oh, the fencing one. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was pretty crazy as well. Huge fencing heads out there. Yeah. You should really check Fences. that out. We call, yeah, we call ourselves... Uh, Slots also. Slots, Dampen Ocean. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a boxing book also. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. That was a good one. And isn't, wasn't Booster Gold an athlete in the future? He was a football player, football. and he had an injury... <laughs> and ended up traveling back in time. Uh, what a story for our modern age. Yes. Uh, great question. Uh, you're going to get some free comics. Saw another hand over here. Why don't you Keanu? come on no. down? You what go is Keanu? your name and what's your question? Hi, uh, my name is Mike. And I have a question Hi. about your, um, your post-apocalyptic world, actually. Uh, I like the idea that you use Mad Max. I've seen Cherry Road. Good movie. Oh, what a lovely day that was. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, so security. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, I've seen you know I've seen a lot of movies and you know read stories of the post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. What's something you would also like add to your stories? You know, maybe like kung fu versus zombies or vampires. That'd be a nice twist to that. Issue two nice. and three. I'm gonna add a little Ooh. bit. Um, oh, nice. There yeah. you go. Boxing to me uh, is very similar to uh, like if you watch like the old kung fu movies like uh, Master Killer. You know, like the, the the monks in this story are just like Shaolin monks. Uh, instead of kung fu, they're teaching boxing. Hmm. But I will introduce uh, another style in issue two and three. I went to, on the post-apocalyptic world tip. Like, what um, what specific about your post-apocalyptic world were you like? Oh, this is in a post-apocalyptic New York. This is what I think is going to happen, or this is what I want to happen. Uh, well, that would have to be at the end of the arc. Uh, I can give you... I mean, I don't want to... Don't spoil anything. Yeah. This would be a spoiler, but uh, just think about... Maybe it's not quite Earth. Oh, I'll just say, oh, wow. oh, oh shit. Yeah, well, that's uh, what I think every no, time man. I wake up in New York. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't quite Earth. <laughs> do you, Justin, do you have a favorite post-apocalyptic comic? Post-apocalyptic comic? Um, I think uh, DMZ I really like on the uh, sort of uh, post-apocalyptic New York where uh, the city split up, there's a civil war, um, and New York City was a, the demilitarized zone. Um, love that book. And it's a book that I feel like uh, was fairly popular when it came out, but then has sort of like vanished. And I thought it was just a great exploration of the world storytelling. There's also on the same tip, there's just started, I think there's just one issue at this point, but Undiscovered Country from Image Comics. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Scott Snyder and Charles Soule. Uh, and that... Very similarly, uh, the United States has been walled off for, is it 100 years? I don't 30 think years. 30 years. Uh, and some folks have to venture inside to get something. I won't spoil what it is. And discover things have changed a lot. And yes. yes. A, a whole lot. Uh, it's great. It goes in directions you are absolutely not expecting. But very exciting kickoff to that particular run. Yeah, very good. Uh, let's get another question. Here's one right here. What's your name? What's your question? My name is Julian, and I have a question about the uh, uh, transmedia approach. So, uh, would you think there are, that there are any other media or like languages or I don't know art that could enhance your storytelling? Mm. 
any other media to get into types um, of media? I mean, are you talking like cross-platform? Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think the goal of every, especially in this day and age, every creator wants, like, you know, we're using music. Um, I want, I would like this to become a video game. Every creator wants it to be go on Netflix or a movie, um, you know, hit a real home run. But, yeah. It's funny to think about that now when, like, back in the day, like, Jack Kirby would never be like, oh, God, I hope this is a board game. <laughs> 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 hope I can finally True. sell it. I mean, that's literally what Stan Lee was doing the whole time. But uh, right. none of the, it just wasn't. Uh, what a difference uh, these yeah. last, like, 50 or so years. Well, that's the it. whole thing. Even if you're purely creating something for comics at this point, it's not purely about comics and it can't be like there, there are some indie comics that are definitely out there they're like no I'm just printing my thing and that's it but <laughs> even if you're going with an indie publisher even if you're going with a smaller publisher they're still going to think about other ways to monetize it because ultimately you can't support it with just the comic book right so you got to do those other things and particularly if you're right. doing something with Marvel and DC Again, they're thinking about the comic product. They want to make sure it's a good book, but it is, in a certain respect, feeding up to Marvel Studios, feeding to Marvel Animation. In a more direct way, you have the video game department, which is actually in the Marvel offices, and they're picking up things and being like, oh, Cosmic Ghostwriter? That's interesting. Now he's in the video games on the mobile platforms a month later. Same thing with yeah. like Funko is like, hey, we're going to make a bunch of uh, pops about all of these characters and all this. Hey, let's make sure that everyone can buy a Martian Manhunter suit that they can wear as their oh, yeah. own skin. I'm, this is Martian Manhunter. That's I know, what I'm wearing right now. That's why I wanted to call it out, because yeah. I love your line of uh, superheroes that have been turned into clothing. <laughs> yeah, it's my pants smart. are uh, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> How ironic, given our recent pants discussions. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, do we have any more questions? One right over here from one of the guys in the audience who can beat me up. Uh, what's your name? What's your question? <laughs> You're safe. You're not a white-collar guy. So. Yeah, the white-collar so white assassin. assassin. I mean, Alex is pretty white-collar. Let me not... It goes into an office every day. <laughs> Get him! <laughs> My name is Greg. Uh, I'm a novice when it comes to comic books, so you could elaborate on what makes Takashi unique versus other protagonists and heroes from a comic book That's universe. great. I thought your question would be, could you elaborate? What the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> None of this makes any sense. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, white Collar Assassin. Well, um, so Takashi to me is more of a, he's a superhero, but he is more hero than super. I mean, his superpower mm -hmm. would be the art of boxing. So I, I wanted to create something that I felt like is attainable. I mean, you guys are already killer fighters. But for the rest of you guys, like, if you train hard, you do your road work, eat right, you can reach a high level in any combat sport. So that, that's what I wanted to get across. And for us, the training is reading as many comics as possible <laughs> yeah. and then speaking very quickly when describing what happens. Because <laughs> I think I can go head-to-head -head with anybody about quickly describing the plot of a comic book. Yeah. I was impressed. That's my, I was very impressed. I'm the Rocky of that. Rock. Yeah. The Apollo. Is, Apollo was a fast one. Okay, this well, is why we call uh, Justin. Apollo. We call Justin the White Border Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh, nice. Good. Anytime. Good stuff. Uh, I think we could take one more question if anybody has one. Anybody questions? No. Uh, oh, right there. You, sir. Come on down. What's your name? What's your question? Hi, my name is Manny. 
Hey, man. Uh, hey. Uh, Victor, I know you as a trainer, but I don't yes. really know you as an artist. Um, yes. I, I there... keep that hidden from you fighters. <laughs> it's is, my uh, coming out party. <laughs> is there anything that you do as an artist that transcends from your boxing? Like, uh, do you warm up first? Do you meditate? Uh, do you use some mm. of your like psychology work into your creating your your work, or is it like, or is it a completely separate department? No, no, okay. <laughs> um, no. What good I question. do is a good question. Uh, what I do, I I do some warm ups, but um, the main thing that I that I've taken from boxing is uh, the work ethic. Like I really, um, like I said, I don't know how many people have redrawn a comic three times. I, that's what I was gonna say. You did it three times. I that's three more times. than most. Yeah, and I I did it, and every single time it got better. Uh, so, and you know, I wasn't shy about asking, like I said, all these professionals. Just like when I was coming up in the boxing gym, you know, I've trained, I've seen like, um, you know, Tyson train, and you you can go up to these pros in the gym and be like, hey, you know what? Um, I like your body shots. How did you do that? What do you do for your jab? And they'll help you, you know? So that's that's what I take. I take the work ethic from boxing, and I I brought it to that. And the collaborative nature of, like... I mean, I feel like you did the same thing with... uh, You have all these comic book creators that you reached out to, and they're, like, helping you with your artistic jab and, like... Exactly. And and I've never been shy to ask. Like, I really just, you know, I'll just... because people have done that to me. They come up to me and they're like, you know, Vic, how can I improve, uh, you know, my footwork? And I'll just, I'll help, you know. Yeah, that's great. All right, very cool. Uh, I think that's it for our audience questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, All right, as we all know, tomorrow is... Well, we really, I would just, should just say, usually in this section we do yes. trivia. And um, in the same way that... Um, Broadway theaters, when a star is uh, not available for a show, they they just go dark. So that's we, not what happens. Okay, uh, there's uh, usually an understudy that goes on. Oh, we yeah. don't have that. Somebody who no one... should have taken the place of the star, <laughs> but didn't actually learn their lines. Oh, so. interesting. Yeah. Uh, so we have a bat. It's actually like a swing, but I just didn't swing into the role. Right. Um, well, there you go. <laughs> I think we can all take a break from trivia, though, for one night, since we do, like, nine yeah, fucking quizzes in an episode. Yeah, that's true. Now, uh, normally, just to be clear for anybody who's new, uh, Pete, our third host, does trivia. He always has a sub-trivia quiz uh, where he highlights a dead comedian. Uh, so, any uh, dead comedians you want to highlight? No. No. <laughs> I mean, living comedians don't get enough highlights, so let's just focus on them for now. Uh, let, those, let the laughs die. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great point. As we all know, tomorrow is new comic book day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been nice enough to sponsor the show. Oh, they are. Justin, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to um, so many things tomorrow, obviously. Do you want me to say something first? Just not to take your place. No, I mean, uh, speak uh, whatever you'd like. I mean, tomorrow obviously is the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> so we give thanks to um, the, all the new comics coming out tomorrow. Uh, one of which um, that I'm looking forward to in the way that I can look forward to anything in this day and age um, is I'm looking forward to um, Criminal Number 10. Oh, you got, <laughs> got there eventually. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, this... and I just want to say for this last section of the show, thank you so much for being so prepared. <laughs> Yo, get off my fucking back. You, uh, you could do, why don't you do some trivia? 
Uh, sure, I'd, I'd be happy to just riff some trivia. I don't have any prizes, though. Okay, well, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, they can finish your beer. <laughs> <laughs> Would anybody like to do some off-the-cuff trivia that I'm making up right now and then drink beer that's had a little bit of my backwash? <laughs> Oh that's my God. the prize. Every hand jump up? Okay. <laughs> that's All right. very weird. New uh, hand up guy. Uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to criminal... This is beer that was drunk by Knuckles himself, yeah. okay? <laughs> exactly. Girthy ones. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to criminal number 10 because um, these comics have... It's just a... Uh, it's unbelievable the the amount of uh, sort of storytelling techniques they've combined into telling these crime stories. Uh, Sean Phillips and Ed Brubaker, they are so good. Please... Check them out. I'm looking forward to The Last God, number two, is coming out from DC Black Label. Uh, this is a book by Philip Kennedy Johnson, who we had on the show last week, right? That's right. Time's weird, That's man. how time goes. Uh, uh, so you can listen to the podcast with that. Uh, but this is a new fantasy epic that he's created. It's a rich, thought-out world. The art is absolutely gorgeous. There's tons of back matter where he's written out stories that take place in the world, songs, et cetera, et cetera. You might like it a lot if you haven't checked it out. Uh, I'll because, check it out, yeah. uh, Very cool stuff. Uh, we're going to have a review of that in our Stack podcast that rolls out in the Comic Book Club feed as well as its own feed every Wednesday at 9 a.m., so check that out. Uh, what should people check out from you, Victor? Well, we have a couple more days left for our uh, Indiegogo um, campaign, so check that out. Go to Indiegogo, Tekashi the Wanderer, Tekashi versus everyone. And uh, I did want to ask you on the note of plugging stuff. You said you were into reading the Black Label stuff from yes. DC, right? What have you been into lately? Um, the Curse of the White Knight. Um, oh, yeah. And I think, uh, what's what's the one with uh, Freeze? Uh Oh, right. The spinoff of Curse of the yeah, White Knight? Yeah, the, the one that was written by, uh, drawn by um, Klaus Jansen. Yeah. That, that's the last one that I read. Yeah. Good art. Both that's a great good. issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you haven't checked them out, it's a riff on Batman stuff. It's, I don't know, it's not necessarily more realistic, but it takes it to a world where Batman's even a little angrier and yeah. the Joker <laughs> Because you demand it. And he's got a collar like this. Right, he has a big yeah, collar. The collar. The big uh, change is he has a collar. Joker in the first series ends up becoming sane, which yeah, he, totally flips the dynamic in Gotham City. Yeah, he makes Batman the villain. He sort of, he becomes the Commissioner Gordon of Gotham in, in the original thing. It's, it's a fun uh, unsettling of the whole thing, um, and it's drawn by Sean Murphy. Sean great yeah. art. So like, the art's yeah, very the best. good. And, yeah. it, uh, and it's, it's amazing that it's become this little pocket universe uh, with yeah. uh, this, the Mr. Freeze spinoff and the second story that's happening uh, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, very cool stuff. Definitely also check out this online as well as Silent Fury and the album coming next year. A couple of things we want to plug before we go. This show is free to come see and free to listen to, but it does cost us a little bit of money to do. If you'd like to support it, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a bunch of other podcasts you could check mm. out. We have a Riverdale podcast called Riverdale After Dark that heads in uh, that airs every week after the show on True. Wednesdays. What? Yeah, 100%. Okay, great. Thanks I just for... wish you were a little more on your game. Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sorry that got so under your skin. It really got under my skin. Uh, girthy. Whoa. 
Just girth. Just girth. Okay. <laughs> All right. There we go. Uh, also, we do a Watchmen podcast called Watch and Watch that goes up every week after that show on Sunday nights. We also do a bonus episode of the Watch and Watch feed that goes up on Thursday. So check that out as well. What do you want to plug, Justin? Uh, friend us on Facebook uh, and follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. You can subscribe and comments on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or the app of your choice. Come of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Victor for being on the yeah, show. Give it up. Thank Check out guys. the book. Bootmap Prime. But most of all, party on, Knuckles. <laughs> party on, Girth. <laughs> <laughs> but most of all, we want to thank you guys. We're out Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends good night. Good night, guys. Thank you. Yeah.